but I will give one warning. To be able to outlast Fatigue Oldham, then this could be a deck that could take the Tournament Ice Storm. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Win and End podcast. I'm your host, Eric Downheim. Today I have my usual co-host, Mr. Gabe Hohenstein. But Howdy. we also have an esteemed guest here, <laughs> um, a good friend of ours, a fellow teammate of ours, Mr. Brandon Flores of Metal Fab Tokens. Howdy, boys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, this is the same Metal Fab Tokens that we get our resource coins from, um, most notably from the last... The Each ProQuest Pro had 24 of them, yes. and then for yes. those of you jealously looking at the content creator kits, there were a handful <laughs> thrown in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, also, they're just like almost a staple of the game at this point. Uh, I mean, we there's so many different resources, uh, coins out there. There's a collectability factor to it. There's no way you've played this game and haven't seen a, a Metal Fab token. Resource point. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. That's what I like uh, to hear. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got some more to reveal on that. There's a reason why we have the man himself here today, um, and we will we will review that later on. But first, I want to talk about Pro Tour. It's coming up. It is literally around the corner. It is next week. Um, so much to get into. Let's get into that first. Okay, so. As you can see, we're all sporting the team jersey. You know, we got the different, we got the originals from Brandon and Gabe here wearing the original and wearing the newer one. We've been practicing as a team. We've been really trying to get it together, trying to figure out the meta, trying to figure out the deck list. And I want to talk about that. So uh, let's start with you, Brandon. Where have you landed as far as hero choice? And what do you think? of like why did you choose that hero going into this meta hey yeah thanks eric um so i will admit i probably spent a little too much time on a a pet deck that i gave up last (laughs) week um if anyone listens to uh, other podcasters and they always talk about the dark horse of kano i was kind of looking at the meta (laughs) and i was like i think i can get kano in here and i was confident i was grinding i was grinding and it just feels right you start looking at it ab's looking low there's probably some of the right decks and, uh, yeah. you know, I was only 50-50. I was still working that Azalea girl on the side, ready to jump in with her if I needed to. And then uh, coming out of the last big event, it was just clear there was going to be way too much Dromai, which pretty much an auto loss for Kano. And then right. with these other decks that are sneaking in, there was just way too much Oasis in the in the meta to just try to risk that one. So Classic I have hard pivoted. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So hard pivoting um, from the Kano. You you were right. You're totally right. Kano was definitely a dark horse. Um, mm-hmm. I think we were seeing its rounds. There was kind of people doing little, you know, whispers here in like the Twitterverse over Kano. Um, and Icelanders numbers have decreased. Um, two Icelanders in Battle Hardened. Yeah. Richmond. That was crazy. Um, now Michael Hamilton wasn't there, so that's a <laughs> that's a big factor. Um, but to your point, yeah, the wizard count was decreasing, which, you know, in turn, like you were saying, less AB, but you decided to pivot. All right, so what do we got now? So, you know, Azalea is just so strong. Um, 
for anyone who was around for the first U.S. Nationals, I remember taking Dash to that, and that was a major mistake as I got slayed playing Briar after Briar after Briar. <laughs> I, left that, I left that main event, and I was ever, and I was like, if there's ever an it deck that's just so powerful, doing the right things, I'm because I, I don't like to play meta decks for some reason. I just I don't want to be like everyone else. But after getting destroyed, I was like, if there's ever a deck, I'm gonna take it. So Pro Tour New Jersey, I think it was Starbo, took it, mm-hmm. had a lot of fun. And I kind of feel like Azalea's there. Nothing against my my Briar players and Starbo players, but like I think Starbo's a bit of did you draw the right things at the right time? And I think Briar's a little bit of there's two or three nuances, but if you get the right cards, you can just stack them up and go tall. And Azalea kind of has that magic. I mean, there's there's definitely some nuance to it, but I think you can pick up the deck, you can put in some reps, and you can go have a good showing. So that's kind of why I ended up on Azalea. I'm definitely not going to top eight with it, but I think I could definitely hopefully make day two. I don't doubt it. Azalea is one of those heroes that just wins. Um, mm-hmm. She she's just so explosive. That's her thing. I think comparing her to Starville, I remember um, one of our own teammates, like uh, Wyatt. He's the first one to say it. Now he's always been a Ranger main, and you know, or he's been our off kilter guy. So when he, Wyatt says something, you kind of like okay, okay, <laughs> um, but when he said that Azalea is like Starvo. After playing a few games, like uh, there's a little bit of something here. There's a there's some uh, some weight to that. So uh, I think that's a great choice. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think Solid. especially because you do have bad matchups. Every deck will have a bad matchup, but just like Starvo, Azalea can just win, right? And it has good percentages into most of the field. There's going to be some harder, grindier matches, but for the most part, it feels like a solid pick. Uh, you know. What I'm curious is, is it going to be like Dromai or like Prism, where a huge amount of people are playing it, but not a lot of people are doing well on it? So we'll see. Right. That's a very, that's actually a very good, <laughs> something to note there. Mm-hmm. Um, one deck that has been on the rise, which has gotten my attention and I am fully committed to, is a Ranger, but not Azalea. It will be Lexi, um, which. Funny enough, my bad matchup is Azalea, so (laughs) (laughs) I think that's still a good choice to go with Azalea here, but um, the Fuseless Arrow Lexi um, is just a deck that has just taken by storm, most notably because of its success into Oldham, which Mm -hmm. no one will doubt that that is one of the best heroes and decks out there. No one has any doubts on that. But if there's a deck to beat it, I think it's Lexi. So I would imagine we're going to see an, uh, like just a more Rangers than we've ever seen in any sort of major tournament before with Lexi and Azalea getting a lot of participants. And I would be very surprised if we don't see at least like three Rangers in the top eight. Um, yeah, I, I think it's bound to happen. I think we will see both Rangers as well. Um, Gabe, unfortunately, you are not going to be able to go to Baltimore. <laughs> bummer. Huge Very bummer. big bummer. Well, obviously, <laughs> we would love to have you there. You, you bring quite the energy. Um, uh, but curious kind of what your thoughts have been looking yeah. at this. Because I, I definitely haven't been playing as much as you guys for sure because you guys are grinding for the tournament. Um, right. Like, if I had to go in right now with just as much playtesting as I've done, it'd probably have to end up being like an Azuri briar and maybe azalea deck just because that's what i feel the most comfortable going into 
it with. Um, the last couple nights, so I have been trying out that fuseless Lexi, and that thing is sweet. <laughs> like it plays a lot better than I like. I don't. I was always not deterred from playing Lexi because it seemed complicated, but I started trying and Voltaire is just the menace <laughs> of a card. Like yeah, so, fun. I mean, if I had more time, I'd probably end up being on at least one of those two Rangers for sure because. I think the play style was a lot more fun than Uzuri than originally I thought Uzuri would be. Um, and then I just don't know if Briar is necessarily the right choice in the meta, but that's just when I have the most reps on, so that's why I'd have right. to but I mean, put it on my Briar has that it factor too. Briar, yeah, I mean, like you can just high roll all day, get all nine tomes in there, and just don't lose. So, <laughs> well, I, I um, think as everyone's saying, right? If you have old him, Briar's gonna mm-hmm. come. Personally, I'd love to oh, see Briar yeah. and Old Him LL. So if we could somehow do that together, that'd be amazing. Oh, God, that'd be a match. <laughs> one wins the Pro Tour, one wins the Colic. <laughs> yeah, call it a day. Yeah. Oh, yep. God, wouldn't that be sweet? Um, so you're talking about that we think there's going to be a lot of Rangers coming up in this upcoming Pro Tour. So what's the countermeasure? What beats Rangers the best? Well, I think one, it's it, it's kind of, you know, what Ranger, right? Because that, that's fair. That's you fair. have the aggro deck as mm-hmm. lexi i mean even azalea is like an aggro deck too mm-hmm. and i do these yeah, more quotations yeah. because it's not your traditional aggro it's not your mm-hmm. fi your briar or like you know anything like that it's but it's aggro for this format <laughs> um yeah but yeah lexi's definitely to go wide i think her tough matchups are the actual aggro decks so okay um katsu and then mm-hmm. uh Fai, so ninja but then you know when you're staring down a red and ledger like three to four five times a game yeah <laughs> that kind of <laughs> sucks if you're staring down a dominated spinal crush quite a bit of mm-hmm. times that can also be a hindrance so i think those heroes that have the the on hits especially the ones that have dominate because lexi blocks mm-hmm. very well but she can't mm-hmm. block she can't block um and then just decks that are actually have like on hits that benefit themselves kind of like briar and mm-hmm. katsu but particularly so katsu. how so do then, you feel under briar because there'll probably be some briar there probably will be some briar and um briar i think kind of the point to what gabe is saying is that i am or i guess what you were saying of, uh, on gabe's selection of briar that you could just always play briar because Briar can always just get hot um so you know, it kind of depends, you know, how many channel mountain rogues have I seen in the game. But overall, I think Lexi actually has the speed to um, outmaneuver Briar. Um, just because Briar, unless has that channel mountain rogue, isn't super explosive. So I think Lexi can, can get there, but it's not like a dominant matchup. Well, I think Lexi has an interesting call, maybe not for the Pro Tour, but for, say for like the calling, where... We haven't yeah. seen a good Lexi in a long time. I mean, you know, you have your people who are like Lexi mains or Ranger mains who've had some success with them, but there's probably a lot of people who haven't played a game or two against Lexi unless they're grinding, unless they're taking the meta and saying, here's the, the ones I need to test against. I think there's going to be some people when that when that Voltaire, when, when Lexi hits you for that third arrow in one turn, you're, they're going to be like, what? I mean, just in our yeah. testing with Eric, I had this great hand, I'm cocky, I'm like, Hey, we're, we're both two aggros. We're going to smash each other. And you just see that damage going. And by the time it's like the third arrow, I'm like, oh man, I should have respected that uh, three of a kind. And people will fall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. She gets to use a lot of cards that um, Azalea can technically use, but don't. Um, 
as well as she could, like three of a kind mm-hmm. and rain razors. Azalea Dex will run rain razors, but she really maximizes the value off of that. Oh man, it feels great. Um, and then one kind of unique card that we're seeing in a lot of these Lexi decks is Codex of Inertia. Uh, Frailty mm-hmm. is obviously every every assassin ranger is going to play it, but Inertia we're seeing with Lexi. Um, but so, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I got two questions actually. So let's let's talk about Codex of Inertia. Why why do we think Lexi's playing that? I think it's, if we're able to talk about it, <laughs> right? Um, and I and I want to I want to talk about Azalea as well next. Um, mm-hmm. But with Codex of Inertia, I think kind of the big thing is is that Lexi is trying to shoot three arrows a turn, and mm-hmm. Volterra only lets you load twice, and mm-hmm. so Codex giving you that load again okay. from the top is like what really helps fuel the fire, as well as you're running a lot of zero cost arrows. At least um, our builds are. And so even if you have no resources left, there's a good chance you'll have you'll put a zero totally. drop arrow and fire it away. Fire that endless mm-hmm. arrow away. And then one more question, then you go on to your Zaley stuff. So I remember and this this information might not even be like relevant anymore because this was a couple metas ago. You used to could block out Lexi a little bit and she just run out of gas. Is that still a case? No, or... that's, that's perfect that you said that. So um because i was thinking about that last night i'm like i don't know if it's because i tried that against alexi and i was like i don't know (laughs) right no okay so i was trying to like test as many decks as possible i think i've gone from you know uh locking in with azalea to locking a tree frog dash and now i'm here at lexi right Mm -hmm. so i was play testing all these sorts of decks um and i was one deck i was doing is fatigue old um because it's in a pretty well spot charles dunn has Mm -hmm. uh done very well with it and I faced this Lexi on Talishar, of all places, and I lost. And I never <laughs> have lost as Oldham to a Lexi before. And I was just stunned. And I was like, am I just bad? I mean, but I made that deck instantly afterwards. And I was like, all right, let's give it a you know a run. And my second game, I faced the Oldham. And as I was playing, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. So it's more of like... All of her arrows have break points. Okay. Uh, so Oldham's going to block for three. He's going to even block for four with a crown or a shield. But you are going to get chip damage in every single turn. And then, and those are your normal turns. Mm-hmm. And then when you have your explosive turns with your three of a kinds and rain razors, then you're getting more chip damage in. And you might get a whole arrow to hit. And if that arrow is an endless arrow or a drill shot, that can mm-hmm. really like put a like <laughs> Yeah, drill shot on this Yeah, shit. it's just it really hurts Feels a little quite a bit. <laughs> um so now let's 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 switch over because we got Brandon here on Azalea. Mm-hmm. What are the matchups that you're feeling like you're licking your chops to? What are the matchups that you're dreading well i mean obviously i'm hoping everyone's taking your wise words jumping on lexi and i'm really looking forward to playing lexi yeah that's <laughs> you a, know, that, that's, that's a good, good matchup for you <laughs> um you know you know i'm here in the uh, sacramento area we have a great meta we have people like modern bay we have people who are like top 18 um callings battle hardened so a lot of really good players and so, got it over there yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty hot i mean yeah you come out and played with us um and so I'm not looking forward to old him. I mean, honestly, where you're saying you want to take down the old hymns, like if you have a skilled old him who's efficient at blocking, 
that's a tough matchup. Like you, you have to have some things go right. You better drill shot that uh, shield away early, or you're gonna be paying the price of that shield all game. Um, so not looking forward to that one. Dromai is always interesting, right? There's so many people playing Dromai. I, you know, just like it not converting, you play someone who's really good with Dromai, efficiently coming at you with dragons, getting out the Kylorias in time. Like that's a hard matchup, but you know, the rest I feel pretty decent about. Um, I think. You know, like anyone, if they have a good game plan into you, it's going to be tougher. But if, you know, it's all about making the minimal amount of errors. And so if you're playing Azalea and I'm throwing 12, 14, 18 at you every turn, unless you're playing right, you're probably going to lose. Yeah, like that just goes to any hero, right? Like Oldham's probably the hardest one to get damage through, but mm-hmm. even Azalea can get damage through him. Um, I think Azalea's spread is just so wide as far as her matchups go. Um. You know, I, I like kind of hearing that. Um, it kind of reminds me of Pro Tour One, where we had like a trifecta of Prism, Chain, mm-hmm. Starvo. Mm-hmm. We're kind of seeing that with like Azalea, Lexi, Oldham. You know, Oldham yeah. beats Azalea, Azalea beats Lexi, Lexi beats Oldham. Um, and then you just have Dromai players everywhere else. The, the um, best advice <laughs> I saw was on Twitter, and I can't remember who said it, but it was like, just pick the deck you want to lose to. Like, that, that's how it works. Like, there's a deck that you're going to lose to and guess the percentage. I mean, everyone you talk to will say Oldham's the best deck right now. And it probably is um, into, like, the wider meta. But, you know, if you're that Oldham and you hit the Lexis at the wrong time, you're going to have a rough time. So, like, I think all of us have been hypothesizing what the shakedown is going to be, you know, how many are going to be of each hero. And I think a lot of good players in the Pro Tour are going to be on Oldham. And that where it gets tough is... Okay, well then I'm doing Lexi. Well, what beats Lexi now? You double juke the juke, and so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it just goes down the line. Yeah. Um, so Pro Tour One had the Dark Horse of Kano. What do you think's the Dark Horse of this event will be then? I like that question. I'll let you answer this one first. So myself. So, that, so, I was asking. so for me, one thing I would say, then I'll shoot it over to Gabe. I mean, whenever you have a new set release, people get passionate. Uzuri, mm-hmm. as Gabe mentioned. Like, do I have enough laps into Missouri? Probably not. Should I get some more in the, over the next couple of days? I, I think I should. And I think there's going to be some of those heroes that people just dove on because so many people wanted Arachne to be good, and he just wasn't. And so they bought all these $80 surgical extractions, which Eric gets point. in rainbow foil, and then he just leaves them in a bar. But um, <laughs> they have these surgical extractions they want to play. And so I think I could see Missouri doing some damage. Okay, I like that. I like that. That's a good dark horse. Um it's kind of interesting with Missouri, and I think I would be almost surprised if we don't see one in a top eight, at least at the calling, if not at the pro tour, mm-hmm. because in two uh, events, the Chicago 5K and Battle Hard Enrichment, there's a Missouri in the top eight. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the spread of uh, like heroes before the top eight, it seems like Missouri sh- shouldn't be there, but yet we see Missouri <laughs> there. So I think Azuri is one of those um, decks that can just kind of get there. I think the right player can skillfully take it there. And I could see Azuri being an attraction to some of those higher skilled players for sure. So, um, yeah. Gabe, what do you think? I don't know. I actually, that I guess it was a question for, for you guys because I, I was trying to think about that earlier. Which who would you be. want to see? Like, who so, would you okay, want yeah, to see? Yeah, this is what horse? I was going to get to. I was going to be like, okay. there's no merit to this thing, but I want to see a Riptide. Just do something. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they do, day two or something. 
I, I mean, that would be cool. Other... That would be the first time we would see that hero. We're getting the other a... rangers doing yeah. things. This ranger has sweet abilities. Right. It's like thematically awesome. So I mean, I, I'm going to treat that like my kid and ignore it. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. That's I could see Bravo. Like, Bravo could be interesting. There's so, many, actually... there's so many Bravo mains, and he just is consistent, does the right things. Wouldn't be a surprise he's in Bravos in, in day two, our top cut. Well, when we look at the Guardians, <laughs> there's not much difference in cards anymore. <laughs> Oldham's not playing Ice anymore. He's kind of playing a few Earth cards. He might as well be Bravo at this point. Uh, it's so interesting how the how much Oldham has cards been taken away to where he's basically Bravo. I mean, I've seen, you know, <laughs> hammers that are Bravo hammers, like Anathos. I'm seeing that he had played with Oldham, and it's like, it's oh. crazy. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, and at some point, maybe we can talk about it later, but we've been kind of talking about this in my local um, about the crown of seeds and potential banning. And I've been all against it because like mm -hmm. I have a shiny cold foil and they're expensive right. and you shouldn't yes. touch them. But I've kind of come full circle where I'm like, if you have that card, you've had plenty of time to use it. You've had plenty of time to use it in high <laughs> level play. It needs to go like old time is just unfun. And now I know there's that 3% of people who didn't have friends as children who loved that just crazy fatigue thing. But like, oh, this is like Eric. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's some really good players, but it's just not a fun experience. Like, and even play testing, like, hey, can I set aside five hours to play four games against Oldham is terrible. Um, yeah, and so, like, I fair. think if Oldham doesn't LL soon, I mean, I think LSS should revisit that non-banning legendary thing and probably take that one out for a while. Oh my gosh, <laughs> taking one more piece from Oldham is just crazy in my eyes. I think I mean, that guy. Let that oh, guy LL leave that poor man alone. Let him go to oh. rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I will agree right. with Brandon though. I think the only time I've ever had fun with Oldham was when I was like aggro Oldham and Blitz. Back when like Awakening and yeah, yeah I mean, that, yeah, that's, that was fun. It's, it's been a long meme on this podcast that me and Oldham have broken up, and um, <laughs> you know if 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 he just comes back with like a pulse of Eisenloft or a winter's Ooh. well or awakening all right i'll give him a second chance so, so guys you'll, you'll love this um i think it was nationals i'm like okay i'm going old him and i mm -hmm. i'm the guy who likes a full foiled deck if i'm gonna fly to a tournament i treat myself by foiling my oh, deck and you know what they're all curled so good luck judges um <laughs> and so i was like i'm gonna do it so i went and bought three 75 extended art pulverizes Three oh, yeah. like twenty-five dollar rainbow full awakenings and the next day LSS announcement came out, killing awakening. And I was like, ooh, got me. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily pulverized still still good. Yeah, that thing went up finally. <laughs> yeah. Um I I wanna just answer uh the dark core question real quick. I think one that I think has kind of been under or like haven't been looked at quite a bit is Katsu. Um, I think if, if a, the right Katsu deck can be built to be able to outlast fatigue Oldham, then this could be a deck that could take the tournament by storm. Um, so that would be a dark horse of mine. Okay. I like that. I mean, I think I like where you're going. I'm one of the many people who love Katsu. I think, uh, I've always, I always try Katsu as soon as new cards come out. The problem I have with Katsu, and I mean, this game is all math with nerdy wizard shit around it, right? Our fantasy stuff around it. 
the problem you have with Katsu is the moment you start a line, I can quickly do the math and figure out, like, this is probably the damage output you're going to do to me, even if I let you have the max trigger, right? And so there just isn't the punishment on hit. It's just raw damage for the most part, right? Um, yeah. So that that's where, I mean, I hope it's true because I would love for someone to make it. Please, uh, Michael Hamilton, make Katsu amazing so we can all play it for, you know, <laughs> six months. Yeah, maybe maybe like Daniel Rukowski, right? He's he's yeah. the Phi guy. Maybe that's you know he can like shift over to Kasu and you know come out with it. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, that'd be I, sick. Yeah, one one thing that we do before every pro tour and just hasn't really been on purpose, but now it kind of is like our theme at this point, where it's just what we try to do is we try to predict the hero to take it, um, mm-hmm. and then even on top of that, we'll even add the player. Um, on the last few pro tours, we had, uh, Pablo Pintor, a European come and take it from the, uh, in the, the state side. And then on the European side, we had, uh, Matthew folks, right? Please. Yeah. yeah I think yeah, Matthew right. folks. Um, so now back on the state side, but those damn Europeans have been doing pretty well. Thank God for Michael Hamilton for us. Um, USA. <laughs> um, but I will start and I will say that a, I think, you know, obviously we'll, we'll all count ourselves in, but I think not counting myself in, um, I think it'll be Oldham. Mm-hmm. And personally, I would like to see Michael Fang have it. But if I had to like, like bet money, I would probably go Charles Dunn. Yeah, that's a great, I mean, like it's hedging your bets, baby. Like he does great on that deck. Yeah, He's yeah. Been placing. Uh, all right, let's take it to you, Gabe. What do you? What do you? Uh, what's the so, hero? Hero. I my first thought was Oldham as well. I feel like they'll just be able to fatigue it out and get it there. Um, but I'll be different because you said Oldham already. So <laughs> do whatever you want. No big deal. <laughs> um, Way to take the obvious one, Eric. Yeah, I, I, that's why Eric. I started. It's I'll easy. Take the low hanging fruit. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll say Azalea. Because okay. potential, and I think I mean like you just high roll with red and ledgers, you can get there. All um, right, we're gonna hope for it. And then for the player, I don't know if they'll be on this deck, but I'm gonna go for Fino Black because I think he's cool. And <laughs> he's plays well before, so and he's just funny. So it's like if All someone's right. to win it, I want him to win it. Minus a boy or something. I mean, is but, he on old him? <laughs> I feel like that's so far from his illusionist love. Yeah, I don't think he would be like he, he'd be like a Dromai mommy type stuff. Yeah, yeah I could totally see that. But yeah, if he, if he wins with Dromai, that's another big thing on its own. So yeah, yeah. I don't know what he'll be on, but I, I vote that if it's not one of the boys, he should get it because it'd be okay. sick. I mean, so I'm just gonna take the safe answers. It's really simple, um, and okay, I'm gonna kind yeah, of cheat. So I'm gonna say you old got the man. math and the whiteboard. Yeah, old I'm gonna him, say okay. old him, and then just statistically. I'm going to say someone from the Wolfpack. I mean, I think they have 64 okay. people on the team. Yeah. And so, what, 300 people in the world? They should get, they should win one in five chance, right? Yeah, it's not bad I at know. all. <laughs> I say that in all, in all love. It's, that's a great team, and they're doing a lot of good things. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we've already mentioned it. No one's going to disagree with, with you if you say that Oldham is the best deck right now. I don't think anyone at all. And I think that's why we kind of have our eyes like, yeah, he's probably gonna win it, you know. But, mm-hmm. um, but so yeah. I mean, that's that's why the educated guess is truly like go play the thing that beats Oldham. Now, can yeah. can you make it through the, the 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 earlier rounds to get to top eight and have that easy win against Oldham? Maybe 
I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be the true test. That's what we're going to find out. Is, um, and then also like, it's been a while since we've had a big event. I know uh, Michael mm-hmm. Hamilton lost to someone who used to be in me and Eric's uh, old uh, local Brody at a big event. Like, sure. I'm just hoping Michael has something twice. new brewing. Yeah, twice. I'm hoping, I mean, <laughs> there's got to be something that we haven't seen that people have been saving mm-hmm. for this. And so I'm actually hoping like there's a dark horse we're not even talking about. And there's just something like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Because that, that would be a much better story than Oldham wins again. That's true. That would be. Um, I think that would be actually really cool to see. Um, you know, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I like that idea. And, you know, if there was someone to do it, it would be Mike Boylton. Um, You know, he's always been a very innovative for uh, his deck building. So mm-hmm. I could see it. I could see it. Um it's just a little hard right now for Icelander. That's all. <laughs> Bummer. Um, all right. And then I want to say Jonathan's answer real quick, just as an honorary mention, since he couldn't be with us today. Um, he said that he, he thinks it's Oldham. <laughs> uh, and he thinks it's going to be European, but he wasn't okay. sure who. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give you an answer. Um, uh, Janique, I think Masij, I don't know how you say his first name, Masij or Masaj or whatnot, Janique. Uh, this guy has a good record um, on old him. Uh, his name has been out there multiple times. So I think that would be a, a safe European Oldham uh, player to bet on. All right. All right. All right. So that's the Pro Tour. That is what we are expecting. Uh, I guess it kind of goes Pro Tour and calling. You know, the metas are probably going to be a little different, but, you know, you should kind of see it all the same. So, Eric, just for fun, before we leave it, I know you have an agenda to go through. I think maybe just spend like a minute talking about why you jumped on Tree Frog Bash. Oh, yeah, sure. There's a lot of people who spent laps on Dash and would love to have a reason to pull her back out. So, like, why did you think about her? Do you think she could still do well? In the right hands mm-hmm. and ultimately well, why did you pass <laughs> um i'll say this if you want to play dash you should play dash because dash has notoriously been a one of in the top eight for a very long time um uh, and then she did take the calling auckland so uh i think she has some good things working for oldham is the most represented hero or well maybe might not be the most represented but in day two it probably would be so that's a great reason to to play dash. Now the reason why I was going tree frog dash um, was because it's it's a playstyle that fits me. It's a, it's a more fatigue uh, grindy playstyle, but it has the ability to close out games fast uh, with the pistol package. And I think when the meta is more mid range and control even a little bit then this deck really excels. This deck, Tree Frog Dash, worst matchup is by far Fi. Um, and Katsu's not any better. But when the hyper aggro decks are on the sidelines, Tree Frog Dash has a chance to breathe and has a chance to do very well. And so I know there's going to be some people playing Tree Frog Dash. It was hinted, you know, here and there. I honestly think when it was spread out, it was kind of a red herring. Um, mm-hmm. as well as Dromai. I think those were two red herring decks that were given out by a lot of the, the big names. But unironically, I do think Dash is actually a, a good pick. Um, just not my pick. That's all. Yeah. Gotcha. But I like that. That was good. Yeah, I never actually covered that. Um, 
All right. Yeah. Is there anything else you, we want to talk about on the Pro Tour? Um, I mean, we're still gonna stick um, in the Pro Tour area mm-hmm. coming up next, but so, as far as like the meta. Yeah. So it goes to the meta, and then it's not just CC, right? There's gonna be so there, yeah. That's actually a very good point, Gabe. Very good point. There's gonna be three rounds of draft on the first day, and then four rounds of CC, and then three rounds okay. of draft on the second day, four rounds of CC. So draft is gonna be equally important. Um. You know, we've been drafting as a team uh, quite a bit, uh, kind of, you know, picking play patterns out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the Pro Tour part. The calling will just be CC, and then they will have a Blitz uh, battle mark. Nice. Any any nuggets? Should we talk about that? Uh, uh, draft for a minute, or do you that's been played out? Draft is one of those things where it's so hard to not be general with it, because... Mm-hmm. It's so um, fluid. Um, I, I I would like to say, hey, don't ever draft Benji or don't ever draft Ninja. But like the truth is that's bad advice because you have to sometimes and right. you should. Um, so I try to stay away from like not like getting too specific into it um, until like I feel like I honestly have like if, if they came out and like, all right, it's going to be Tales of Aria draft. I will go in every single details on what you should do and everything else. Um, but this draft, I do feel we, I feel comfortable. I think our team is feeling really good, but there's no like hard rules one way or the other. I, you Just know, stay open. Thing, you can stay open. Yeah. One thing I would say, and, and I haven't put as much draft practice as I should. Um, but one thing I would say for those who haven't been around the game for, you know, since Tales, where you kind of, we had this like bad draft experience with the last draftable set where it was like force fi or the good players started moving to Dromai. I felt in the, in the last draft set, you had to commit early, like really early. Sometimes even your first pick. And I feel here because people just feel like assassin auto wins or, Oh, if you have like the busted riptide or the busted Benji, Mm -hmm. I've been in a lot of draft pods where there's one of, of a hero. And you're just like, and it, sorry, a one of a class even. Oh, wow. And, and, okay. and you're, and you're right. just like, and so I think one thing that if I would give any nuggets to like, obviously pro guys don't even listen to me, but some people who are trying to come up is it's okay to pivot. I mean, you can pivot a, yes. little, a little deeper than I think you ever have been able to in Flesh and Blood since I've been around. I like that. That is definitely, definitely true. Um, I think I think uprising has a bit of a scar on all of us, you know, because yeah. it was not okay to pivot. It was you did have to commit early, and you did almost have to force heroes. But truly, with this set, it's it's very well done. Um, I I don't know. If, I don't think it's the best draft set, but it's much much better than the last one. You can stay open to the very end of pack one. I've had yep. that happen where I picked my hero basically pack or pick 14 of pack one. And then from there on was able to draft a very good deck and won the draft with that deck. So don't feel like you have to force your picks within even the first five picks, pick the best cards and then kind of just wait for the signals. You know, it's, it gets pretty, it gets easier to kind of tell the signals the farther down the draft you go. And yeah, you know, if Ninja, Assassin, or Ranger is there, go for it. Don't be afraid to switch. It's okay. <laughs> nice. All right. No, that's good. That's very good. That is definitely a big portion of the Pro Tour. Uh, hopefully, if you're participating in the Pro Tour and you're listening to this, 
hopefully you didn't need that advice. <laughs> hopefully you're good, you're you're ready, but regardless, love to give it. Um, okay, all right. So we're kind of sticking the Pro Tour area. We're, we're mm -hmm. sticking in Baltimore right now because um, one of the big reasons why we have Mr. Flores on with us today is because there is going to be, for the first time ever, a metal fab token booth. A full booth Ooh, of baby. metal fab token. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of, uh, I'll give it over to you here if you want to kind of just, uh, you know, yeah, sell, so, sell, the, sell the booth. <laughs> sell the booth, yeah, no. Um, no, so for those who've been along the metal fab token journey, I mean, it all started at the first Pro Tour out of a duffel bag of me trying to hawk some metal that my wife That's didn't classic. know I bought. And I just wanted metal tokens for myself because they're fun. I mean, it just makes the game a little bit better. I truly believe that. And it, like we overuse dice in this game, in my opinion. And so I did it for myself, but you have to buy them a minimum of a hundred. So I now had 97. I had to get rid of to recoup all the money I spent. And, you know, my whole thing was, it was a one and done, going to do it, move on. And people loved it. Like, I'm like, damn it, I don't want to be an Etsy shop. Still not on Etsy. Don't look for us on Etsy, metalfabtokens.com, by the way. Um, and so <laughs> did really well. Just started expanding the lines. People were like, oh, get it for this hero. Do it for this hero. So it just started getting bigger and bigger. And um, I quickly partnered with Magnolia, a great group. They have a booth at every Flesh and Blood event. And they sell the tokens on my behalf. Um, well... As we kind of went into the winter season this year, I kind of had some ideas that have been running around. I wanted to take the Flesh and Blood, um, especially to make it more, because I feel that LSS is doing a great job growing a game. I mean, I can only imagine they're a small team, but they're sub-40 people. I don't think people realize that. All that they're doing is with sub-40 humans, right? And a lot of these are entrepreneurial-spirited people kind of learning as they go. They're passionate game players that, you know, James and team brought in. So they're learning as they go. Um, and so they just don't have the bandwidth to come out with a lot of merch, come out with a lot of things. And I think anyone who's been playing this game, we came from other games. We have seen what other games have done, the tchotchkes, the giveaways, the promos. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned, I love to pull out decks. I like bling. I think we all struggle what I like <laughs> to call that, like in-between set mode, because the new set comes out, I buy my couple cases, and then I go online and buy everything I'm missing. So about three weeks later, I'm like... Well, I've got a couple bucks in my pocket. What am I going to buy? And so I think the tokens fill that void. It's like, hey, I'm still buying into my passion. I'm buying into my hobby, and I enjoy using them. So with that being said, I was like, it's time to start doing something besides tokens. I dabbled in pins. I think the pins are high quality. We're going to have those at the booth. Um, people yeah. just aren't used to it. They haven't seen them. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I like it. I'm not expanding that line until it starts to pick up. And I've had this idea I've been sitting on for about a year that I've wanted to kind of put in motion. And, um, you know, actually Eric, you know, good old sneaker Eric here, Captain Eric came in to help. Um, he came out, we were kind of talking, we're prepping for ProQuest. And I was like, hey man, I'm actually doing these two ProQuests back to back. And he only had one. I was like, why don't you fly out? And we went to a Sacramento ProQuest where, you know, Eric top it, didn't quite make it. And the next day we drove up to Reno where Never bring your friend who's better than you to an event if you're hoping to get a pro tour invite. <laughs> FYI, I'm like, hey, bro, let me buy you food all weekend, and then you beat me. I know. <laughs> anywho, anywho, the gods got him Savage. back, like, knocking his cowboys out of the playoffs the same day. That's anyway, true. Yeah, that happened the same night. So, <laughs> so um, 
So Eric's there. So we might've had a little too much bourbon. And I start talking about this idea that I've been trying to do for probably a year and just haven't had the bandwidth to go finish it. And he's like, ah, I don't really believe in it. No, no. I'm like, no, Eric, trust me, trust me. This is going to work. And uh, so I got him on board um, to, to kind of help me with this venture. And so we just started grinding. We were hoping to bring six or seven different pieces uh, of this new line to Baltimore. But unfortunately, if you've ever dealt with artists, love artists, but they work on a timeline, probably the same as Hawaiians, you know, those tropical timelines. And so we were only able to pull three of these together, but I want to go ahead and introduce you here on the uh, sneak. All right. Podcast. Sorry for those who are only on voice. Maybe now you can go to YouTube, like, and subscribe. I think those YouTubers say when you get there. My man. But, uh, <laughs> what, what we came up with, and we've seen this in other games, but we have not seen this in Flesh and Blood, and by God, Flesh and Blood needs it. But it is metal hero card so i'm going to take this out if you're to buy one it's going to come in this little little plastic sleeve but this is the metal card of arachne adult look at that oh, sheen so that silver moon on a so nice silver card oh and then you're looking at the young arachne you, you see that like frosted oh. black background you might recognize some of this border he's, he's double double dagger it ready to hurt the edges look so good so <laughs> this i mean this is a metal card guys this is this is no joke. Gonna, gonna <laughs> do some that. damage to people. Good. Uh, I'm gonna show you a few. The, the other two we got going. Um, can we see one of them in a sleeve? We'll, we'll show you that in a minute. Go, but, yeah, yeah, let, yeah. Let, let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's, let's see. Let's see him. Let's see him. You're cool right. Stuff. Let's go. So I think anyone who's played Flesh and Blood, I know the first hero I got on was Katsu. Jumped over to Bravo. But there's something about picking up a brute. When you pick up a brute, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I think I just released it's, these this weekend, but. Icana came out with a brute, brute dice. This is a Savage Land that dice. That's great. And, I mean, you got to roll those leathers. So I think we all try Brute. And so we had to start there. I mean, Brute Nation, oh, yeah. we heard you. Look at that. And so it is, it is what, made, what made these so hard to do is you got to find an artist of a quality. And what Eric and I agreed on when we started this venture is we're not putting out anything that's less quality than what people already have on their card. If we're going to do art, we're going to pay the artist right. And we're going to do something at least better. And I feel like we held to that principle. And it was cool to put him in different poses. And so here's the young. Look at that blood on his hands. I think that's a, a warrior saying, <laughs> but there's blood on his hands. And so we kind of came out with this uh, this one too. And I didn't show it on Arachne, but I'll pick it up and re-show it. I've learned flesh and blood people. As someone who has one of the highest rated cold foil Shianas graded, um, people like collectability around here. People like sure. throwing their money at things. So another tenant that Eric and I went to was they were going to be limited edition. And so if you look at the mm -hmm. bottom, that yes. is a serialized card. And this oh, one that wow. I'm showing you is number 106 of 250. There's only 250 of these going to be made. We're not going to remake them. So if you have it, mm -hmm. you now know there's some sort of limited quantity. Um, and no, I'm not going to look for your special number that you wore on your football jersey when you rode the bench, guys. You, you're going to get what you nice. get. <laughs> And so, and so there's the serialization. I think that's super cool. That adds to people wanting to buy the items. So there's 250 of them. Um, Eric and I have already scouted our favorite numbers. Sorry if uh, we align, you know, if you have the same ones. But um, I'm going to show you a couple. I'm going to show, show you to them in uh, cases. So I know everyone likes yeah. the, the mini snaps. So looks good in there. I mean, it's a nice. It's perfectly. It snaps no perfect. problem. Doesn't shake. Oh, nice. Look, Love looks it. good. Um, for those weirdos who do top loaders, I mean, they look great in a top loader. And if you buy it, that's how it'll arrive at your doorstep. 
I got introduced to what I think is better than the mini snap. I'm not selling them, but if you can find them, they're on Amazon Japan. And I'll show you the, the last one here, but this is a, a little thinner case. And now we'll go ahead and show you this beauty of Dromai. Nice. This is a hot little piece right there. Look at that. Uh, the red looks so good. One of the it's on fire. And so what we have <laughs> in these cards that I think makes them super amazing is like the texture. Like if you rub, and I'm not rubbing her butt on purpose, just happens to be right there. If you rub these pieces, like there's great texture. This is red metal, right? This is a red metal card. Reinar is on a gold metal card. Maybe if I was better, we would have done green. Maybe maybe we'll do a round two of green. And then this is a nice silver card where you can see the metal. Card. So, you know, they're beautiful. We had to pay artists a lot of money. Eric had a hound artist, uh, lots and lots of emails and calls. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> um, so they're not going to come cheap, but they're not going to come expensive either. We're doing these for $25. Um, yeah. Some people have told me I should charge more, like go like 40 or 50 because it is two-sided. It's the hero. It's metal. It's limited. It's uh, collectability, et cetera, et cetera. But one thing I've never wanted to do with Metal Fab Tokes, I want to keep it premium, but I don't want to gouge people. And I personally have bought all art cards. I have bought the artist painted ones. Those are like 45, 50 bucks for one card. Yeah. This yeah. is going to get you young and old. I mean, yeah. so yeah, super excited to, to get those out. We'll have them at the pro tour. We'll have them at the booth. Um, we have a lot of great stuff that's going to be at the booth. Um, I've, uh, I, I found a guy who makes shirts. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this guy. So I've, I've purchased <laughs> a stock of shirts from the uh, flesh and bobbles crew. Um, Eric, you want to tell, talk about the shirts for a minute? Then I'll dive yeah. back more stuff. So uh, we have had a, a shirt line, as you guys know, from all the annoying commercials at the end of our videos. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we are coming out with new shirts, uh, with a whole new shirt line. Let's see. I'm going to screen share here to kind of show it to you guys. All right. So we have Arachne uh, coming in the navy blue we have all the different masks that have been in the flesh and blood card art coming to form his art or his mask of perdition. Uh, that is Arachne there. We are bringing Viserai into the shirt scene. That's a big rune chant. You know, he's this is the Arknight ascendancy pose. It's like just all empowering. We got Prism because, of course, we had to have Prism. I think that was the one that was requested the most. You need everything um, in Prism. Those, those Prism uh, lovers, man. I finally got my first yeah. Prism token. You guys are out there by storm. We heard you. <laughs> Here it is. We got Prism coming up on. Um, and then finally, you know, with the new Ninja, you know, with his resurgence into the meta mm -hmm. we got katsu so maybe that's kind of why i want him to do good you know <laughs> <laughs> a little self sell uh you know looking all super cool with his kadachis and you know um the winds of eternity going around him so uh yeah that's the the new product line that we have coming out yeah and i mean you can find at the metal fab token booth yeah i'll be selling those at my booth um and for those who were at the worlds he also has a line of keychains are super awesome with new heroes Uzuri and then i'll be there uh along very with popular those metal fab tokens yeah so you know i think uh it was kind of shared out before but like there's going to be an event exclusive the 100 of these pro oh. tour uh, so large many people token. are asking me to try to grab those. So mm -hmm. one per person, Eric. I'm gonna be counting. Uh, <laughs> be hundred of them. They sold out in 90 minutes. I'm sure they'll do it again. Now that it's like old him and uh, old him and Icelander theme, I'm sure they'll be well, gone quickly. Hell, even Lexi has ice in her. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there you go. 
And yeah. so we'll have those tokens. Um, we have, I have as metal five tokens, I'm going into a new line that will be announced in a couple days. There'll be a separate video just for that. I'll give it, I'll give a hint at the end. If you haven't been looking over this shoulder, um, the, so I've been partnering with flesh and blood artists. I mean, so you're going to see some maps from, uh, Federico Musetti, Tolmatai, great artist. He does a lot of great art within the game. Um, so I had him do some custom art for metal five tokens. We have some art coming over the next couple of months from many names that you know and love. And so as part of that, we're going to have mats at the booth. We're going to have all the tokens, these metal cards I just showed you. We're going to have, I'll be selling the, um, the keychains, the, the shirts. So we're going to have a lot of neat stuff. Stop by. My brother's going to be a man in the booth. He, he loves talking to people. Come, come check him out. Um, but yeah, I guess I will finish on a bit of a teaser that you'll be seeing Let's in a couple it. of days. I so, like uh, I, I'm just going to show something who remembers that amazing skirmish season where you take this and do like 48 damage on turn zero. Well, oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. So yeah. So there's a thing coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, Eric. So yeah, that, that's kind of what we're doing. We're having a booth come by, say hi. We'll be there, you know, from opening Friday till Sunday when we close up shop and would love to talk to people. I know there's a lot of, you know, I probably have about 10 or 15 folks, no matter what I put out, they buy a couple of them instantly and they love it. And so um, we've been leaking a lot of stuff, getting ready. A lot of new tokens have hit the store and they'll all be there in uh, Baltimore. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you for giving me the opportunity, Eric, Gabe, to kind of share, share the goodies we got it coming. Oh, dude, obviously, like, it was only a matter of time since you were going to be on this podcast. I was like, we're, we got to get Brandon on. But this was like, it seemed perfect because of the new line coming, the the first time booth. Um, and it's just a great opportunity to come just come see your, your guys. You know, you come see me. Uh, you can see Jonathan. He'll be there. You can see Brandon. Brandon will be there as well. So, um, you know, and such class act people. And, and I know there's a lot of people making great things for Flesh and Blood. Check them all out. I would say if you're one of those people who has an idea, bring it to life, man. People need to see more stuff. But I will give one warning. If you're going to make something, I wouldn't do anything metal because I probably have like 300 pounds of metal. I'm going to have to figure out how to get from California to Baltimore. So sure. maybe you got to get a few, a few meals working for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's great. Um, okay. Well, uh it's gonna be me and you brandon coming signing us out here um i just want to say thank you for coming on to the podcast uh a class act you are for sure and a, a scholar and a gentleman i appreciate <laughs> that um yeah come see us at the pro tour uh i do want to say i got a little bit of a a little spoiler myself it's not it's a spoiler so much you guys might know that we did get a content creator package we are on the list all right, we will probably get a spoiler too. Um, but yes, we do have No Good Deeds Go Unpunished promos. And yes, I will be giving those out. All you got to do is come and say hi. Come say, hey, I, I listened to the pod. Or, hey, I appreciate those videos. Just say, hey, I recognize you. I, we have so many to give out. Just come say hi. I'll, give, I'll throw them your way. Um, but yeah, that's actually one of my favorite parts is meeting you guys at these events. It's like... I could be, I could have just came from getting high rolled. And then if someone <laughs> says, Hey, I appreciate your videos. I'm good. I'm good again. So, um, yeah, come, come see us at the pro tour Baltimore. Um, but if, even if you're not going to be there, I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you to you guys as the viewers as well. And keep on 
McFadden. 